little time here and there. It makes my thinking so much more creative. Today, we are talking about how to claim your rest and why you should be wasting a little bit of your time. Welcome to The Modern Creative Woman, exploring the art and science of creativity. I'm your hostess and creativity expert, Dr. Amy Bacos. Let's get started. Is the day taking its toll? Are you feeling a bit weary? Perhaps it's time for a well-deserved pause to recharge and rejuvenate. Over 77% of people have experienced burnout in their job. And in 2019, burnout was officially recognized as a work-related phenomenon, according to the World Health Organization. This month at The Modern Creative Woman, we are all about creative rest. I used to work really hard. I worked nonprofit jobs in my early years as a therapist. I also always had a second job so I could pay my bills. And after five years as a clinician and then the clinical director at a rape crisis center, I took a whole year off from doing therapy just to rest and recover. I was way burned out. The nonprofit industrial complex is a dysfunctional story for another day. I just kept working hard. I finished my doctorate a semester early, I gave birth, and then when my son was six months old, we moved across the country for me to start my internship and residency. And when that was over, I was exhausted again. I burned myself out one more time in my early years as an academic, just trying to prove myself in the tenure system. So about 11 years ago, I made a commitment to just take better care of myself. I had no grand plan, but I knew I needed sleep. So I started there. And I started going to bed instead of staying up late to prep for the next day or just to have a little alone time. And I also started to make my bed in the morning and begin using morning to have a little solitude, to journal, to have a few breaths of meditation. And journaling is definitely a part of my creative rest because I write so much professionally. I read this incredible book called The 5 a.m. Club by Ramad Sharma. And that book really helped me craft my morning routine. If you're with me on Instagram, you will see my morning posts labeled the 6 a.m. club. 5 a.m. is too early for me. Those hashtag 6 a.m. club posts are my personal reminder that I'm doing my morning routine and I'm taking care of myself by snapping a mindful picture of my meditation. And after getting my sleep and my mornings down, you know, the following year, I recommitted to exercise. And I always loved being physically active. And for the first few years of being a mom, I was certainly active, but it was not restorative. So I committed to a little Pilates or stretching every day. And I went back to running. And I would say running supplied me with so many of my needs. Solitude, restorative feelings, a little bit of a challenge with some goals, and it also fueled my creativity as well. I would stop running to take notes on some of my creative ideas, especially for writing. 
I've always been pretty good at keeping up with my creative practice. Knitting and drawing were easy for me to have around. But finding solitude was really challenging. I took my first solo trip to Paris when I was 18. And I've always known that travel fuels me. I love it so much. About 10 years ago, I got invited to a writer's retreat and then another one and another one. And I was so jazzed about taking a trip to do creative things. So these days I schedule monthly days of retreat and I really love those. Just planning a little bit of solitude. When I meet up with people uh, in Paris, I do a little bit of bookending it with some writing and painting. I go early and spend some time by myself. If this kind of time appeals to you, I would say start your adventure fun and stay tuned for a little trip that you might want to join me on this spring. That's all I can say for right now, but stay tuned. I wish I could tell you that my 10-year plan was more thought out and it, it wasn't at all. I was just changing and experimenting to see what worked for me. And I discovered that I no longer felt like I was working so hard. And I think it was because I had more creative energy, certainly more rest, but more creative energy, more creative thoughts. And how I was spending my time was nourishing me instead of depleting me. And now... In retrospect and with some research, I can present you with five evidence-based strategies that can get you your creative rest. So these are science facts. But before I explain what you need to do, I want to explain why you need to do it. Danielle Laporte says, your commitment to your wellness is part of the revolution And I love this so much. Resting is your way to really just claim your time and release the expectations of others. And it sets up a little support for yourself. Living in a system full of sexism and racism and economic exploitation that we see all around us. To be able to resist the pressure to work and stay busy all the time is definitely a part of the revolution that I want, where we can treat women, including ourselves, with dignity and sacredness. And of course, as we know, it really does begin with you taking one step, one action, and from there it spreads. So the five evidence-based strategies for creative rest are walking, meditation, and I want to put those two next to each other because they can work really well hand in hand. So those are the first two, walking and meditation. But let me tell you a little bit about why this matters for your creativity. This incredible study that first came out in 2014, and it's about walking, boosting your creative ideas, and the benefits last while you're walking and for a little bit afterwards. Now, 87% of the participants in this study had increases in their divergent thinking. And that's when you're able to put more things together, you're able to connect things. 81% experienced a boost in this kind of creativity. That is a phenomenal percentage result. So they discovered that it works indoors and out, but we have better benefits 
they kind of last longer and we do better creativity creativity wise if we are walking outside and the researchers said walking opens up the free flow of ideas and it is a simple and robust solution to the goals of increasing creativity and increasing physical activity and that's from the journal of experimental psychology and All you need to do to build this into your day, of course, is getting your steps and feeling good about your fitness. But all you need to do is get up and walk for a minute. I have a friend and she has her timer on her watch set for every hour she gets up and does two minutes of pacing around or walking around. And this kind of walking is not getting up to get a refill on your coffee. This is just walking to walk. So you can pace back and forth in your office, up and down the hallway. Better yet, go outside. You'll get more benefits that way. This is probably the simplest way for you to add a little creative rest into your day. So the second part is meditation. And I think you can combine these really well. There's been decades and decades of research that tension, stress, and even just like thinking in general can inhibit our creativity. Some of our best work is really done with a sense of less effort or like almost nonchalance. When we feel in the flow, we do really good work. And meditation really is the easiest thing to do. So many women say, oh, I don't know how to do it. I'm certain I'm doing it wrong. There's no wrong way to do meditation. There's guided imagery, which might help you get started where you listen to someone kind of directing your thoughts, inviting you to visualize a relaxing place. There's also mindfulness meditation, and that is unstructured. It's simply observing your thoughts, remaining a little bit detached, allowing them to move freely. And Just setting your timer for two minutes to 20 minutes a day can slow you down and allow you the creative space you need in your brain. I found this quote from McGinnis, qualities such as focus, calmness, clarity, and insight are as important to your creative process as glamour and stimulation. The the way that walking and meditation go hand in hand, you can engage in your walking very mindfully where you're noticing with all your senses, oh, this is what I smell when I walk. This is what I hear. How do my feet feel? How does the wind feel on my skin? It's pulling your your mind away from thoughts and into your body to focus on the total experience. So you can really, you know, feed two birds with one hand if you're doing a walking meditation. Okay, the third way that you can incorporate creative rest, the evidence-based strategy of having a side project. Now, you probably never thought that having your passion project or your side project would be so good for you, but it is. Now, a side project are activities that don't have anything to do with making a living. It's not a side hustle. There's no deadlines. There's no time pressure. And what happens is you do not revert to your usual 
success strategy or your creative formula. You just try new things and experiment. It's also called a labor of love. Huit Denim calls it a labor of love, where you provide the labor and you provide the love. And it's a task that you want to spend time on because you really want to. For me, it's knitting, drawing, reading, but anything you're, you know, you spend time on, gardening, collecting, playing an instrument, dancing, you can take a class. This is a great way to explore something that's kind of in your zone of incompetence, right? Like you don't have to be good at guitar to really enjoy and benefit from taking that up as a hobby. Now, the fourth way that you can really get creative rest is through sleep. Essentially, get as much as possible. But here's why. Sleep deprivation leads to mental blocks. It slows our ability to solve problems. And here's a not very psychological term for it. It causes our own general stupidity. We make decisions, we say things, we react in ways that we look back later and we say, well, that was stupid. Studies have found that hindered functioning levels from lack of sleep are severe. We really do a lot of damage to ourselves. And our brains simply can't perform our best work without the proper amount of sleep. What you might not know about sleep and creativity is that sleep leads directly to creativity via dreaming. Now, dreams allow us to synthesize ideas, make connections between disparate ideas. Dreaming is your brain putting things together, connecting ideas. Essentially, it's practicing creativity. And we all dream, even if you don't recall your dreams. You can certainly get interested in your sleep, you know, with a watch. You can monitor your stages of sleep. You can get a sleep evaluation if you're worried about how you're sleeping. You can also participate in a sleep study through a hospital. I've worked on several sleep studies at the Veterans Hospital. I think everybody knows how to have good sleep hygiene, you know, go to bed at the same time, wake up at the same time, no TV in your room, cool temperatures, all these things really do work. They're going to give you a huge benefit to your necessary sleep. I think you can add creativity to this as well and create something that's really sensual and enjoyable for you at night. And you want to pair the, the discipline of going to sleep with something really enjoyable a couple thoughts on this. One, you need gorgeous pajamas. No old clothes to bed. You need gorgeous pajamas. You also need a nice notepad by your bed. You can use that to write down worries or to-do list or creative ideas at night as they come to you and then your dreams in the morning. I think scents play a huge impact in relaxation. You can do um, a room spray or an atomizer. You can do candles, the right lighting, just allowing yourself to be gently woken up with the right kind of alarm sound, some mantras before bed. There's a lot of ways that you can personally tailor your bedtime routine. And you might think, oh, that's maybe wasting time, but that's the best kind of investment is in your own sleep and your comfort in sleep. 
I have a couple of favorite mantras, a bedtime mantra. What's done is done. What's undone is undone. That's it. What's done is done. What's undone is undone. It promotes, I think, some acceptance about whatever happened in the day. Gratitude, of course, three things you're grateful for. And in the morning, you can create a similar restful routine for yourself. You can do some smiling, record your dreams. I always say thank you. Thank when my right foot hits the floor, you when my left foot hits the floor. Thank you is a great way to start your day. That book, The 5 a.m. Club, that I mentioned is where I first read about kind of the golden hour, your magic hour in the morning. And starting out that first hour, Robin Sharma says, 20 minutes meditate, 20 minutes learn something, and 20 minutes exercise. And I found this is a formula recommended really across the board, that you relax, slow your mind through meditation, allow your cortisol to kind of slow down and move through. 20 minutes of learning could be reading, looking at a video, and then of course 20 minutes exercise. So the last way that has been demonstrated to help your creative rest is through sabbatical. And the word sabbatical originates from the Bible concept of the Sabbath, and it, that day of rest and renewal is in many different religions. But in our modern usage, it's really just an extended period of rest or renewal after we do some work. Now, a creative sabbatical is really deliberate and intentional, and it's a pause from your usual routine to allow you to have really deep self-expression. And it's for personal growth. It could be pursuit of your artistic endeavors. The main point is to focus on nurturing your creativity, exploring something new, and rejuvenating your creative spirit. There's three things you need to do for a sabbatical. One is step away. So break in your routine for an hour or a day. This is not a vacation. This is not like planning a holiday. This is a step away, usually in solitude. You could get together with other people doing the same thing. After you step away, you have to be active. It's being creative in different ways. And then finally, you have to have a plan where it's scheduled what you're going to do. I like to have one day a month where I get to go do something creative in a fun place. And I want you to schedule that in advance. You could schedule it for the whole year. And I can almost hear you thinking to yourself, well, something might come up if I schedule that. I want you to schedule it anyway. Put a day down where you're not going to take appointments. You're not going to say yes to whatever is asked of you that day. And I want to challenge your thoughts a little bit. You might say, oh no, I'm way too busy to take a day off and just rest and be creative and quote unquote waste the time. But if you are very busy, you need this break. You need it to keep going. You need it to maintain the infrastructure of your life. You might say, yeah, but people depend on me. I can't take a break like that. I want to remind you that if you're refreshed, you are a better caretaker, you're a better worker, a partner, a parent, that time of creative rest nourishes everyone around you. You might say, yeah, but I don't really do enough to justify that kind of break. I would say living in a house 
need deserves a break. Being in a relationship, all of these things that we do require a break. You don't have to have some high pressure job to take a break. You might be on, you know, a long vacation with your family in the summer and schedule yourself a little sabbatical. Everyone needs a break from whatever it is you're doing. And finally, you might be saying, well, I can't afford a break right now. To which I say, you do not have to travel to take a break. It requires some planning. Maybe you need to arrange care for the kids, someone to take care of things while you're away. But I want to give you some really powerful suggestions and then you let me know what you end up doing for your sabbatical. About a week before your upcoming day away, you have to set aside about an hour to schedule. You cannot just show up on your sabbatical day and say, well, I'll just see what happens, whatever I feel like doing that day. That won't work. I've tried. So in your hour of planning, you pick your location, could be a cafe, a library, a park, a hotel lobby. You set out your clothes for the day. If you need hiking clothes, make sure your boots are polished and ready to go. If you need to pack an extra jacket or a sweater, make sure all of that's ready. You also need to plan your meals, either grocery shopping or decide on what restaurant you'll go to. Get your bag all set with whatever you need book, journal, art supplies, fill your gas tank or charge up your public transport card. Make sure everything's set and there's nothing going to get in the way. Then you set your intentions for that day. What is it that you want to get out of your rest day? And it could just be experiment with wasting time. You can think about meditating, reading, drawing, walking, hiking, window shopping. You can journal a solution for some challenge you're facing. You could read an inspiring book or poem. Start each hour by writing a haiku. You might just want to daydream or people watch. You can let time pass, waste your time, wander around. It's all about just being without a lot of expectation. I have a couple mantras I want to leave you with. I am a woman who is worthy of creative rest. I am a woman who benefits deeply from creative rest. So now that you know these five strategies for creative rest, how will you start to incorporate them? These are all well and good in theory. It's when you put them into practice that the magic happens. I would love to hear about your sabbatical days and what you end up doing with them and what you get from them. They can nourish you for the whole rest of the month until your next sabbatical day. So now that you know, what will you create? Have a wonderful week and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. And hey, come join me, of course, in the Modern Creative Woman on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, You'll find me at Dr. Amy Backhouse. You can be a friend of the pod, a gold star founding member of the podcast and keep the content free. Have you gotten your copy of the five values of the modern creative woman? If not, please hop on over to arttherapycentersf.com and join our mailing list and you can get your free copy of the aspirational principles that you need to live your modern creative life.